In the year 2000, an emerging author named Malcolm Gladwell released his first book called The Tipping Point. He asked the question, how come some ideas, trends, social behaviors, and movements never catch on and others spread like wildfire? It's a really fun read that you could argue ironically became the tipping point of his career. In it, he breaks down the science behind that magic moment where an idea catches on. There's a threshold. If you get past it, you stop talking about addition and begin talking about multiplication. Think about fashion. Someone has a new fashion idea and they try it and the rest of us aren't into it. But then the right person catches on with their vision in the right way and then that person brings a few more people with them and those people bring a couple others with them and then there is this threshold. This moment where the rest of us catch on and realize we actually like the idea. That's the moment the fashion idea becomes a fashion trend. Viral videos are another example. A content creator puts out content day after day, week after week, and no one is paying attention until one of their videos goes viral. And that video becomes the tipping point for their career, where the spark turns into a wildfire. The end of Mark 1 is one of those moments for Jesus' movement. After spending the first 30 years of his life quietly growing and learning, Jesus began to heal people, and when he did, word began to spread. In fact, after he cast that demon out in the synagogue, he went back to Peter's house, heals Peter's mother-in-law, and then the next passage, Mark 1, 32-34, says, That evening, after sunset, the people brought to Jesus all the sick and demon-possessed. The whole town gathered at the door, and Jesus healed many who had various diseases. I picture the people flocking to Jesus, wanting healing, wanting freedom late into the night. If you are Jesus's PR person, you're thinking, this is it, the tipping point. So let's get some sleep and then get right back into the town square tomorrow morning. But Jesus does the opposite. And that is what today's episode is all about. Welcome to Season 6 of Stories in Scripture, a podcast dedicated to telling the big story of the Bible one piece at a time. In this season, we are walking through Mark's Gospel. Our hope is that these short episodes would lead you into more into a time of reading, reflection, prayer, whatever it is for you. The goal is that you let the amazing story about the Savior of the world transform the way you live out your life today. Peter's eyes shot open. Capernaum was quiet. All the commotion from the night before had finally died down. The whole town seemed to be asleep, except Jesus. Peter turned over on his cot as he saw Jesus quietly creeping past his comrades. The rest of the disciples were fast asleep. They had all gone to bed laughing, riding a high from a night of ministry, the healing, the restoration, like heaven touching earth. It was unlike anything Peter had ever seen. What he wanted to know, and almost demanded to know, was where Jesus was going. 
The sun wouldn't be up for a while yet, but when the morning light arrived, it would bring with it a whole crowd of people ready to pick up where they left off. People who would need healing, not just physically, but, but spiritually, a fresh start. But as Peter crept to his window and watched Jesus head out toward the hills, he realized that the rabbi wasn't concerned with any of that. Instead, Jesus walked like a man who had more important things to attend to. Things, Peter realized, he personally knew very little about. Peter laid back down on his cot, begging his body for just a little more sleep, but it was no use. Curiosity had gotten the best of him, so he woke up his brother Andrew and James and John, the sons of Zebedee, and a short time later they were out the door, heading in the same direction he had seen Jesus walk. The sun was starting to rise, and with it, Peter realized in horror, was a sea of people already making their way toward the house they believed the rabbi was in. Not just a few, but a few hundred. And Jesus was nowhere to be seen. Peter, Andrew, James, and John quickened their pace, climbing up the hills in front of them to the highest peak, the best vantage point, a private place, a quiet place, a solitary place. They didn't know where Jesus went, but this was their best bet, and the bet paid off. They spotted Jesus at the top and hurried toward him, demanding to know what he was doing. When they arrived, Peter couldn't describe the type of peaceful look Jesus had on his face as the cool morning breeze rushed through his beard as if he was enjoying each breath of this new day for the gift that it was. As if he would have stayed up there all day if he could have. And yet, Peter had seen the crowd down the mountain waiting for them. And with that thought, worry rushed back into his head. He felt this insatiable pull to hurry. Jesus, everyone is looking for you, he said, skipping all the small talk. We gotta get back down there. Jesus just smiled looking right at him, excitement and a longing for adventure in his eyes. One day, Peter would learn to love that look, but this day it made him nervous at what was coming. Let's go somewhere else today, Jesus said plainly. There's lots of villages nearby. The disciples eyed each other suspiciously, but Jesus just laughed, slapping them on the back as if to say, you'll get used to it. He looked them in the eye and said, that's why I'm here. Peter exhaled deeply, thinking of all the commotion in his hometown, how many people would be upset, would feel unseen. He looked down toward the Sea of Galilee, the sun now high enough to reflect off the water. In a former life, this was about quitting time. After a night of fishing, time to take the haul into town to see what you could get for it. So much had changed so quickly. And all because of this Jewish rabbi who spent most of his time disappearing to solitary places to pray. I love this story. Just as momentum is picking up, Jesus disappears. You'll notice as you study the Gospels, he does that quite a lot. He spends a lot of time in what our English Bibles either call a solitary place or often the wilderness like in Matthew 4, or a secluded place in Mark 6. But here's the thing. All of those words are all just actually one Greek word. The word is eremos, a place away from all the noise, all the chaos, 
all the opinions, all the distraction. Jesus was a big fan of this place. He was constantly getting away. And if you are going to follow the way of Jesus, you need to learn the same discipline. I mean, you don't have to go climb a mountain by yourself if you're not into that, but you need to learn how to have some space in your life for both silence and solitude where emails are turned off, social media is turned off, friends or family or roommates either aren't awake yet or know not to bother you. The solitary place is where much of life change happens. It's where you learn who God is. It's where you discover who you are, what God is calling you to do. It's where you get perspective on all the battles you are fighting. And it's really the whole goal of this season of Stories in Scripture. In these episodes, I'm trying to bring Mark's gospel to life, but I'm also trying to push you to spend time with God every day. To not just listen to an episode and then rush off to your next meeting, but to take a few minutes and a few deep breaths to reconnect with the one who created you. And so I challenge you, take the next few minutes to stop and reflect. Seriously, everything will still be there when you're done, but take the next minute or two to spend some time with the one who created you get away to a solitary place and pray. Thank you for listening to this episode of Stories in Scripture. We hope season six is bringing Mark's gospel to life for you, and that this episode helped you see the bigger picture Mark is painting for us. If you are enjoying this podcast, we'd love for you to share it with your friends, and rating and review it goes a long way as well. We love getting to tell these stories and appreciate you coming along for the ride. So we'll see you next time for our next story.